Hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to our podcast series. Today, we are talking about uh, reliability of data. My name is Georgia Giuliani, and I'm responsible for the industrial manufacturing uh, in the south of Europe. Here with me, uh, we have uh, Iman and David from our partner, Pentagon. Do you want to, guys, introduce yourself? Sure thing. I'll go first, Dave. Uh, Iman Morgan, uh, 29 years experience at delivering and supporting uh, technologies in the construction industry uh, throughout UK, Ireland, parts of Europe and, uh, and parts of the US. Uh, I should say sales director as well. Thanks, Simon. I'm David Gawley. I'm BIM Consultancy Director. I have over 20 years working with construction technology solutions and over 10 years implementing BIM. Thanks both. And then let's move on to the first topic of the day. Okay, when we are talking about reliability of data, uh, can you please give our listeners uh, uh, an example of a worst case scenario which can happen due to poor data handling, please? Um, yeah, so what we have found is that it can be uh, challenging that from a poor data handover point of view, uh, that owner operators really need to specify what they want in the first place. Um, if they don't specify what they want in the first place, that could be a real challenge. Um, particularly if it, the data is being driven by the contractors because they're just going to make an assumption uh, in there. So it's very important, first of all, that they have a strategy in place. Um, so we find that any owner-operators don't put a strategy in place for, for handover and operation it can be a real challenge in there. Um, the secondary in there is you really need a good method to validate the information coming through. Um, uh, that, that's very important. Um, to make sure you're getting the right information in your system. So you've got your strategy in place, you make sure you validate that information coming through. Um, so if the strategy's there, the requirements are there, and you're actually validating the data come through, you, that helps the handover processes. We find the challenges there, the clients and owner operators that don't actually do that, that can be a, a real issue and, and they can get into a mess with their data at the end. And that's from an asset point of view, and that's also from a documentation point of view. Hey, David, if I just add on that, again, my role within Pentagon, I can see, I have an, an overview of all the projects coming through this, and certainly um, there's, there's three current projects or projects that just was just completed that actually all really suffered from this contractor data handover um, post-construction post, uh, or post-project. Uh, uh, and it was uh, a concern and, and our recommendation to everyone is always just to try and uh, make sure that you have some type of, uh, uh, from an owner operator perspective, make sure that you have some, some kind of clear direction and clear plan before entering into these projects uh, with regards to data and data handover. Thanks both. And so uh, on top of that, what would be the first tip uh, you would give to someone that is new to this process? Um, first tip in there would be, um, don't ask for anything that you don't need, that's wasteful. So if you're asking for asset information or documentation, uh, there needs to be a justification behind it. And that's a justification uh, in, in the business. So we normally talk about asset information requirements. That's what asset data you actually need. And then we talk about the supplementary documentation and certificate and warranties behind that. 
But then we have terms like organization information requirements, and that's the business driver. That's why do you need that information in the first place? So don't ask for anything you don't need. That's that's very wasteful. Um, make sure you validate it. We find the role of information management key. So um, and and they are functions within industry. They actually check that information at certain stages as it comes through uh, in there. I mean, and, and the nice thing about this is that we we know we're working with systems uh, like sort of portal that there's automated checks that you can actually get to save these manual the checks uh, in there. But uh, that's very important. Know, know what you want, know why you're asking for it, and make sure you're getting it validated as it comes through. So, Dave, just to add to that again, I totally agree everything you're saying there. Uh, but again, it, it is so important that the uh, the the owner-operators and the person involved, specifically in, in the data handover, that they have a clear a clear process, uh, a narrative. Now, I would sometimes say BIM narrative or BIM framework, but a clear narrative that actually uh, not necessarily dictates, but it's quite clear that whatever data is being handed back to you, that um, you're getting the right data with the right metadata or, or associated information handed to you correctly. Because again, it is three projects that I was uh, just mentioned previously. I mean, the trouble that these people get into when the wrong data or not enough data uh, is handed back and the uh, the owner-operator is left with um, uh, masses, it could be massive amounts of that data that uh, they then have to go off and sort out. Or the alternative is the contractor holds the data, which then means the owner-operator has to go to the uh, you know, you know, cup in hand, uh, kind of saying, oh, can I have this bit of data? Can I have this bit of data? And ultimately then you'll never get to the point where all companies want to get to, which is a single source of truth um, with, with their data, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But um, listen, where where to start? Um, can you share some best, practice, best practices? Hmm. Well, I'll jump in there, David, to say so, so, yep. so best practices is one, uh, ensuring that as an owner-operator, you have a clear, clear directive. Uh, David will get into that, I'm sure, um, after himself. But ultimately, I do believe that by employing or making sure that you have the right information manager in place, um, but ultimately with the right tools. Um, you know, I mean, the links of uh, Meridian with, with Portal um, would be a classic tool set where, where all of a sudden you've moved the, the power and the capabilities and the tracking, the auditability of the, of the uh, ongoing communications uh, between both parties it is fully audited and uh, it is controlled by portal, which then in turn will actually then, if, 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 agreed that the data is correct, the as built data or whatever information you're getting is correct, then it can be pushed down back into your into your meridian technology, which is your single source of truth, which then leads on to proper downstream uh, uh, connectivity. Um, if you don't have that, um, what, what we find is a lot of contractors will be going to the owner operators using all sorts of free product or you know, your, your typical Dropbox, your SharePoints, your uh, whatever it is product, um, my collaboration product.com. Uh, and literally, uh, 
you're as you then at the mercy of the uh, contractor and their technology. So you as a, an owner operator, your regulatory compliance, um, your regulatory um, compliance and your 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 other other compliance issues that may come toward you or be really you're reliant on the contract and these technologies where we would recommend one, make sure your 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 uh, information manager does have the right tool set. Yeah, Dave? Yeah, um, a big thing in there, so from best practice is if you can automate the, the process as much as possible, um, we, a, a, a lot of, if we, if we look at BIM projects, I'm looking at ISO 19650, there's requirements in there that actually how we do revision controls, how we actually look at status, how we actually put information metadata behind it. The nice thing is that if we use um, technology uh, like Portal, we use Meridian, that metadata, you, first of all, you've got a validation process. So as it comes in the portal, you're getting verification for revisions, file naming, the correct metadata is being handed in, uh, handed over because the data could go out to the contractor for two to three months, then come back in a period of time and you've got a nice automated workflow compliance point of view with email notifications built into that. And that de-risks the scenario for the information manager because there's thousands of bits of information that actually gets uh, handed over as part of that. Uh, the other thing I would say, uh, the last sort of um, tip in there would be to validate information coming back, thinking about systems, thinking about asset systems. So if you think about um, if you've got asset registers coming back in, getting that into the likes of maintenance connection, um, where you want to maybe test systems in there, actually test it as it's coming in. Um, the clients will get a big handover chunk of information at the end, but the idea is that the actual data goes through, flows through as the project's progressing. So you want to make sure to test that and implement it into the, the client systems. Absolutely. So it's not really about having the right tool in place. It's also about uh, having the right procedures, the right workflow in place, that uh, the right departments within the organization are involved in that process. Contractors, as you mentioned, uh, as well. Um, still, I, I'm dealing with customer that has uh, an information manager in place, like, like you mentioned, but uh, still are struggling uh, reaching uh, full integrity of data. What do you think uh, those customers might be missing? Um, going by, I think the, the automated workflows is a big thing. The sheer volume of information actually comes through and um, going back to the strategy in the first place, the strategy, the overall strategy actually dictates that, what information, when you should be getting at what stage of the project and making sure that that actually has been properly managed. That is key. Um, I mean, we have information managers on projects and, and, and that's what they do. But by automating the workflows as much as possible, um, de-risks all that. And, you know, and that's where we have used the technology and on numerous large projects and implementations uh, through like portal to try and take that risk away. Um, and it goes through gate stages and it, it's, it really is a case of rejection. So it's an all, it's a system, it's portal saying that, that, that that's been, that's not gone through compliance. Um, and that takes away the overhead on an individual. So I always look at it from a, the, the more human input you have nearly in the systems, the, the higher risk that generates for that system to fail. But if you automate the workflows as much as possible, automate the metadata, um, that actually de-risks that situation. Just to jump in there, Georgie, as well, on the workflows, um, 
what we've seen certainly in, in industry is um, the requirement for workflows that will reflect your business processes and will actually be a benefit. So instead of the business um, having to change their processes to match the technology, the likes of Meridian uh, can be changed to match the business processes, um, which then gives the actual uh, the information manager and, and their team um, great control, a, a great starting point to be able to push back if needed on any contractual issues with regards to information flow, timings, uh, you know, responses from the contractors, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I mean, um, as, as I always go back to this, you know, when I keep an eye on, on technology and what's being released out there, I say, tech, you know, there's different products being released out there monthly, quarterly, um, but none of them really have the... Uh, the maturity and the and the complexity, if required, of, of Meridian, and then with Portal on top of it, it's a it's a great tool. And as I say, we will have some customers using it who uh, just love it to death because of the uh, position it puts the owner operator in, as in the strength it puts in. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And uh, one uh, last point I would like to touch. Uh, I know that certain companies actually recognize they have uh, a need of uh, improving their data, having data that are more reliable, but they prefer to outsource that issue, not to deal with that. What do you think uh, about that approach? Yes, I, well, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that can commonly, commonly happen on where you're, given data out their responsibility, say they're a contractor or a designer, they actually own the environment, so to speak. Um, that, that's a big risk in industry. Now, what we find is there's a lot of technology out there that have, we're going to call them collaboration tools. So it's designed to collaborate with models, make sure models fit together. And, and you know that, that's what it does. But from when you look at how that handles metadata, documentation, um, it can be a real challenge. And that, that's what we find is that there's a big difference there. The responsibility really for that should reside with the client owner operator. They want to host that environment to make sure they're in control, that it's not just about collaboration tools. It's actually looking at the life cycle of when that data gets handed over, when the documentation and assets get handed over, that it's maintained in a system um, that has those workflows in place. And um, so there's a big difference between just simple collaboration tools and other systems like asset management systems such as maintenance connection and document management systems such as Meridian. Um, so, so it's a big risk by giving it to the contractor um, uh, in there in the first instance. Yeah, so, so again, real life situations we have seen um, the, the cost or from a commercial aspect to the operator, the cost on um, quality of their data um, the cost um, of just inefficiencies and, and the cost of not having a single source of truth with the with not just actually getting to the point we have a, a single source of truth uh, those costs just keep on, on climbing the, the longer the process has followed yeah. yeah absolutely and that a little bit what is happening in the private life too we, you won't give it away access to your own private data to to third parties, right? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we do have one uh, 
or very large that client who, I say, all all project data, all project data, you know, emails, documents, um, you know, Word, Excel, whatever, PowerPoints, videos, and of, of course, CAD are all hosted in, in Meridian so that, again, there's certain tools put, set up within their infrastructure to ensure that everything goes into the single source of truth. And then when it comes to searching, so again, the strength of Meridian obviously is, is some of the search functionality and the in-depth search functionality and the word used tools and, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, literally all that data is saved inside Meridian and uh, all that data is accessible with one search, you know, and it searches it per project, per vault, whatever it is. So these guys have been using this now for, well, 15 years or so, and, you know, they, they couldn't do without it. Thank you. And uh, with that, uh, we conclude the first uh, episode. Thanks uh, a lot for attending. Thanks, Iman and David, for sharing your thoughts. And if you want to hear more, you can uh, search uh, for more collateral in the episode description. Thank you and see you next time. Thanks. Thanks, Georgie. Thanks. Have a good day. You too.